Our scripture reading for today is taken from the book of Hebrews. Hear now these words of Holy Scripture. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous, God giving approval to Abel's gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months after his birth because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Rahab did not perish with those who were disobedient. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. Women received their dead by resurrection. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of God. Would you pray with me? O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. The book of Hebrews is not a history text. It is more like a work of spiritual architecture, creating something beautiful, stunning, sturdy, The book of Hebrews cares deeply about symmetry, crossing every T, dotting every I, for every weight hung on one side, another counterweight on the other. Being so carefully constructed, this temple of words soars to great heights, seeking to soar all the way into the chorus rooms of the heavenly host, the very choirs of angels. This is where the book of Hebrews seeks to build itself. And there, at the height of the temple, its very spire and crowning glory, what is set at the very height of it? The story of the death of Abel. The beginning of this passage, well known of the great cloud of witnesses, what is given pride of place, very first the very first of the faithful, Abel. Why should the author of the book of Hebrews, this spiritual architect, why should they care so much about the death of Abel? It's an old story set at the very beginning of humankind's walk upon the earth. Abel has the melancholy distinction of being the very first person to die, according to the Scriptures. There is no specific account of how old Abel was when he died, killed by his brother Cain. 
There's no specific account of his age, but he was old enough to have taken on the work of an adult, and his work was as a shepherd. He was old enough to take on the work of an adult, yet young enough that his parents, Adam and Eve, his parents were still living. His parents were still living when Abel took on the solitary and melancholy distinction of being the very first person to die. This means that there has not been a single generation of humanity, not a single generation of humanity that has been spared the pain of grief. Not even Adam and Eve. Not even Adam and Eve were spared the pain of grief to live, to be a human being. It is to know grief. The book of Hebrews is not a history text. It is more like a work of spiritual architecture built from the stories from the rich and ancient soil of Scripture. It is meant to talk about the human heart, about human life. And in the antediluvian grief of Abel's life cut down too soon, we see something so shining with truth that it makes the heart ache. To live is to know grief. Even for Adam and Eve, who were made, they were made, not born. Even they knew grief. Each of us here gathered, each of us has known what it is to be parted from our most dearly beloved ones by that impenetrable veil of death. The author of the book of Hebrews cares very much about symmetry, crossing every T, dotting every I, every weight hung on one side, an equal counterweight on the other, that it might soar to the very courts of heaven. And at the height of the temple, at its very spire and crowning glory, the death of Abel, the first of the faithful, the first of the witnesses, that first loss and grief is the first to be redeemed. Symmetry, balance, weight, counterweight, structure, sturdiness. The first loss is the first to be redeemed because God does not forget. The passing of time, the waning of millennia does not dim the memory of the Almighty. Those of your beloved dead whom you grieve they have entered into the courts of praise, part of that great procession with Abel at its head. There is room in that temple, that temple which has a center but no boundaries. There is a center around which we cluster, but there is no wall against which God must say, well, there is no more room for you. There with that procession led by the first grief. There is space for all of our hearts. There is space for your grief, too. Thanks be to God.